Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host. It's Friday and I have a ton of stuff to do today. So let's get right into it. I'm going to skip over things that I like this week. I am going to go right to the Patreon supporters. We have a new Patreon supporter at the $5 level and it is Sierra who is related to me and I don't know why she's supporting the show, but I want to thank you, Sierra. Thank you. I love you very much. I'll make sure you get your, uh, your rewards at the $5 level. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Um, and then I want to say thank you to all of the other Patreon supporters for the show. Um, I do love you too, in a completely different, non-familiar way. Familial way. Moving on. Uh, let's go inside EVs. The Hyundai Kona EV has landed in Canada. The first unit was sold in Quebec, or Quebec, uh, this month, I'm not sure. Moving on. The first 1,500 uh, of these EVs were sold out. Only the high-end model is available, which cost 54,400 US, uh, excuse me, Canadian dollars and 40,864 US dollars. Sticking with inside UVs, Mark Kane, Audi is coming out with a smaller version of the e-tron SUV. I would like to call it the Lil e-tron. Lil e-tron sounds like a rapper name. That's what I'm shooting for. And it will compete with the Model Y. We don't know uh, what the vehicle will look like other than it's probably going to look like a smaller version of the e-tron or cost other than it'll probably be expensive because it's an Audi. Should be announced in Geneva in early March. Uh, it's going to, should be released late 2020 and it'll be based off the VW MEB platform. Uh, next up, this story comes from Fred Lambert and Inside EV's Mark Kane. GM is moving toward all-electric vehicles and moving away from hybrids. Now, GM announced that there's going to be an electric version of the Cadillac, um, and it will be based on the BEV3 platform. And the UAW would like the Cadillac to build, or GM to build its Cadillac in the United States. Here's a quote from them. General Motors builds some of the finest cars, trucks, and crossovers, SUVs, and vans right here in the U.S. We are hopeful that these products, these new products, will be built here to show a commitment to all of show a commitment to all of America, 
we invested in GM. Now it's time for GM to invest in us. So hopefully, I agree, UAW, they will, they will build it here in the United States. Um, if I'm being honest, I think most of GM's vehicles are kind of meh. I mean, the Cadillac brand is a is a, a great brand that's that's beautiful. It's, it's not meh. It's a beautiful car. It really um, makes you feel like you're in something special when you sit inside of a you, either a new or even old Cadillac. Even if you're sitting in an old Cadillac, you're like, wow, this is a this car is something special. So um, my only hope is that the technology that they're using in this Cadillac kind of filters down and they expand it to other vehicles that regular people can afford. And uh, hopefully those vehicles that GM will start making will be fun and exciting because I'll be honest, uh, their car, their trucks are pretty decent. Their SUVs are okay, in my opinion, but I'm not a big fan of their cars. They're just kind of eh. Um, next up, Autoblog, Zach Palmer. Last week we talked about the Infiniti QX EV that was going to be showed off at the Detroit Auto Show. Well, sadly, the car could not make it on stage, and it's, so it just kind of sat outside the theater. Uh, this is a concept car, and sometimes this kind of thing happens, so we shouldn't take too much joy and and give Infinity uh, a hard time just because that, that does happen. But the press conference plowed on even without the car. One of the things I will say, though, is it shows video of... Uh, journalists are taking videos of the car as it hoods up and they're trying to work on it and uh, people from i'm going to assume they're from infinity or nissan they were uh, putting their hands out and telling people to stop taking pictures and i think that's kind of a or taking video i think that's kind of a, a jerk move on the company's part or whoever did that it might have even just been hired security because these are the things that happen so if you're willing to show your 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 successes, you got to be willing to show your failures and just be like, you know what, it's a concept, film away. But they didn't do that, which was, I think, kind of um, a jerky type move. Next up, TechCrunch, Kirsten Korosik. Uh, VW is investing $800 million in an, into an existing Tennessee factory to build their next-gen EVs. The factory will begin production in 2020. VW is going to continue to invest and broaden its manufacturing manufacturing and research development in the United States. So uh, we've got a couple of VW stories here. This uh, is also, let's see, this is Inside EV's Mark Kane. VW is considered building a Land Rover type vehicle. Um, and the big thing is here, considering. But why wouldn't they when you look at all the love and admiration Rivian's getting for its R1S? Uh, of course, everybody should be looking at doing this. It only makes sense. And the R1S is really beautiful. If I were uh, Volkswagen, I would just kind of invest in Rivian, to be honest. Um, or partner with them on some level. Like this Reuters report that we have here, Ford and VW announced that they are going to be partnering on commercial Vans and medium-sized trucks also uh, may this may include electric uh, vehicles and self-driving technology um, or electric and self-driving technology, not so much the, the vehicles that we already know they're partnering on. We talked about this a few months ago um, or a few weeks ago. It's hard for me to always remember when we talked about this stuff, but we did talk about it. Uh, Ford and VW signed a Memorandum of Understanding to explore developing technologies for EVs and self-driving cars. 
As far as I, I know, and I'm not a lawyer, but a memorandum, memorandum of understanding is not a contract. It's just like, hey, we're working on this. But it's not really binding. It's just we're going into this with good faith. If you are a lawyer, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I understand that to be. Uh, the two companies are going to pull resource on autonomous driving technology. VW will invest in Ford. Ford will license the MEB platform back from VW. So lots of uh, fun little things back and forth here. VW is also going to get access to the Ford Ranger platform, which the VW Amarek, which is a small to mid-sized truck, will be based off of, which that's really exciting. I thought the Ranger was a nice car. And for the right price, I'd consider buying something like that. Um, I only need a truck maybe six or seven times a year, but it's a real big pain in the tush to have to borrow one or rent one. Um, it's just a, just be nice just to have a truck to go pick stuff up. Um, but it would have to be big enough to fit my kids comfortably in the back seat. Uh, and the other problem is, is mid-sized trucks almost always cost as nearly as much as a full-size truck. So they're not cheap. Uh, next one, Simon Alvarez. Ford is going to make electric and high Simon Alvarez of Tesla Hadi, Ford is going to make electric and hybrid vehicles of their F series trucks available. Now, somebody out there, please correct me or inform me because this is where I need help. I read a lot of headlines saying the F-150 is going to go full electric. However, I could not find anywhere where Ford specifically said the F-150 will be electric. Now, in the past, Ford has said they're going to bring a hybrid version of the F-150 but I have not seen where this specifically we're going to make the F-150 electric. Now that's a good assumption. And I would agree with those assumptions. They're probably right. But based on the information I saw from Ford, it doesn't out and out say the F-150 is coming. It, uh, to full arc, full, uh, a full electric version is coming. It just says the F series. So, and honestly, the 250, the 350, it'd be interesting to see what those those uh, more heavy-duty trucks would look like with an electric vehicle in it, or electric motor in it. Um, Elon tweets, and it comes to the Tesla um, Roadster hovering. Someone says, you must be joking, or something to that nature. Elon says, I'm not. We'll use SpaceX cold gas thruster with ultra-high pressure air in composite over-wrapped pressure vessel pressure vessel in place of the two rear seats. Um, I believe the SpaceX package for the Roadster is going to be something neat. I'm also sure it's going to be expensive. Uh, I feel really confident saying this car is not going to hover. These uh, cold gas thrusters, I've read um, people saying that they're probably going to be used for performance, like helping, assisting with turning and takeoff and things like that. Probably only or recommended only using on a track, but I don't think it's going to hover. Now, I'm, I could be wrong. Tell me what you think, but I don't think it's going to hover. Uh, it's got a 200 kilowatt hour battery in it. That is, and then what does it cost to fill that thing up with the the cold gas? Whatever gas they're using, what is, what's that going to cost? Uh, next up, Fred Lambert. TCI Transport claims it's testing Tesla's new semi-prototype. So the, tem, the, the semi project is moving along nicely. So I'd like to see that. There's lots of little stories. Um, none that I think are super exciting because they're just testing. But I thought I'd mention that because I haven't talked about this in mine in a while. Clean Technica, Steve Hanley. Tesla introduced a new home charger that allows you to just plug it in. Prior to this, you had to have uh, the, the charger hardwired in. 
you can't just use a normal wall outlet though. You have to use a NEMA NEMA 1450, I'm not an electrician, outlet. Uh, it's like the one you use for your electric stove. It's a $500, it's $500 for the charger. And if you don't have an outlet in your garage or wherever you charge your car, you're still going to have to have an electrician or somebody who knows how to act like an electrician install one for you. And finally, this is the last one. Fred Lambert, Tesla is going to give, excuse me, Tesla is give, going to give away over 80 Tesla Roadsters because of its referral program. Um, let's not worry about how much the final cost of this, like what it costs for the consumer to go out and buy this. Let's just pretend that it costs Tesla $100,000 to build each of these cars. That's $8 million in cars. Now it's important to remember for later because Elon has announced that Tesla will end its referral program in February. And some people are saying it's because of the roadsters and the cost. And honestly, even if it was $10 million, that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things because Tesla doesn't really advertise. That's how they advertise is they give away free stuff to people. So I really don't think, and I could be wrong, but I really don't think that that's breaking the company. But uh, they do cite uh, costs cost saving measures cost cutting they want to make more money um but i would imagine really what the issue is is not so much what they're giving away but the amount of time it takes to fulfill it because if you talk to anybody who has uh, gotten any of these uh referred enough people to get one of these uh prizes i guess you could say um it takes forever for them to fulfill them so that would be uh there's probably i don't know if there's a fulfillment office in Tesla that just does this or if it's people who do it in addition to their normal jobs but um, if you listen to the podcasts different podcasts and different YouTubes and things like that it takes a while for people to get these also some of these 80 cars some of them are two people are receiving two you know one person's receiving two cars so it's only about 60 people that are receiving the Teslas and 20 of them are receiving or 10 of them, I guess, are receiving two Teslas, uh, which is pretty amazing. One of the things that I don't think that uh, Tesla realized when or anticipated was all of the um, hoopla or all of the attention that the YouTube and podcast folks that concentrate on Tesla um, using their codes, promoting their own codes. So, um, And even some journalists at the end of their articles, they'll put, oh, here's my code if you want to buy a car. So... I do think that it is a mistake for Tesla to end the referral program. However, as Tesla matures, it'll have to stop doing a lot of things that it does right now that make people really happy and kind of make it the company that it is that people are, are I don't want to say fall in love with, but are infatuated with because they are doing all these cool things that normal car companies don't do. Well, at some point, Tesla is not going to do those things either because there is a a time and a place when it just starts to cost too much money and it doesn't make any sense. When you're small and you're trying to gather attention and get all of the um, the uh, uh, love and admiration of your customers because that's important for referrals, then great. But once you hit a certain point, sometimes you just can't continue doing that. It's not financially feasible. But hopefully they'll hold on to a lot of the things they do, like their Ranger program and things like that. That would be really nice. But we're going to see... Uh, more and more of these things just kind of uh, slowly disappearing from Tesla and other startups as they uh, begin to expand and mature. 
So that's it, everybody. That's the whole thing. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. If you want to email me, because I asked a lot of questions this podcast, you can do so. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. Uh, please fulfill, feel free to contact me. You can also hit me up on Twitter at 918digital. I'm going to go take a shower and pick up my kids. Got lots of stuff to do today. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. I will talk to you next Friday.